Welcome back to your favorite podcast, Full Circle. I am your host, Lika, and I am here to help you enjoy the moment as we dive deep into spirituality, business, leadership, and all things in between. I am so happy to have you back on this podcast, my loves. We are talking all things personal development and also random stories filled with life lessons. Remember that if you want to dive deeper into this work, I have online programs and private coaching available on my website. Check likaholyholistic.com. I hope you enjoy your episode. I have gathered a few juicy, amazing <laughs> lessons and tricks and hacks and I don't know how you want to call that along the journey of manifesting my true love and healing my relationship with men. Because I was on that longer quest of trying to manifest the most amazing love story of my life. After a lifetime of sometimes good relationships, sometimes not so good relationships, and after a very, very painful breakup, it was a moment of rapture in my life where everything will be different and I placed the strongest deepest intention to God to the universe to myself to my future self that I will never ever 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 settle for less in relationship and that will I will go after the greatest love story of my life which is my reality right now I'm experiencing the greatest love story I've ever experienced on all single plans. I'm in mind, body, spirit, pussy, heart connection. Like I am extremely fulfilled. Doesn't mean it's always perfect. It is just perfect for me and it's perfect for us. And it's something I've never experienced before. And I am now observing the benefits of understanding a few things and not just understanding but integrating and embodying a few things that I've learned along the way. Some lessons were longer to integrate than others but that's what I want to share with you today in this podcast is all those lessons and the things that I'm now experiencing that I have learned through other mentors or programs or books or all the teachings around polarity, feminine, masculine energy, relationships, um, manifesting love and all this realm. Okay. So one of the things that I'm experiencing right now and which is at the core of everything that I believe in and that is still a daily fucking practice is that notion of surrendering and the effect it can have in your partnership. So in surrendering, there are so many different things. I want to talk today about control and releasing control and how unintentionally in all of my previous relationships, I was in so much control and I still struggle a lot with control because control makes me feel so safe. If I can control something then it's easier because I know what to expect and I'm in control and it feels safe and it feels good and I can relax my nervous system and it makes me feel in charge 
And, you know, if you're a bit of a control freak, if you like to be in control, which I believe we all kind of do like to be in control or have this sense of control. Because I truly profoundly believe, too, that we're never really in control um, of anything. And, you know, if anything, God, the universe, source is in control. Um, but we can have the illusion of control or we can really feel tense about things in order to be in control. And let me share something with you. If you're trying to manifest true love, and by true love, I mean the greatest love story of all time, the love story where you're happy, you're fulfilled on every single level, whether it's emotionally, sexually, um, you know, your daily life with someone, your your heart is in expansion and it's it's magical. It's out of this world. It's incredible. It's so much love that you feel you're going to explode with love. Ugh. If you're on a journey to have that, you cannot be in control or you cannot try to be in control because control is tension. Control is contraction. And the more you're trying to control things, first of all, it never really goes the way you actually want it to go. And the second thing is, love is flow. Love is God. God is not in your control. It's something you cannot grasp. It's something you cannot force into your little idea of what it means or what it's supposed to be. With that being said, I believe in the power of intention and knowing yourself, knowing your values, knowing your boundaries, knowing what you desire in your heart so that you can really, you know, when something or someone is presented to you, you can discern whether it's something that is going to serve you or not, whether it's something that, you know, if if you're going to be settling for something that is really not what you desire or if it's the real fucking deal. And I don't mean that you're going to meet that person and that you will know right away. Um, I believe in love at first sight, I guess. But for example, that was not my experience. Everything felt so right and so natural and so out of control. But I didn't knew right away like, oh my God, he's the one. I knew it quite fast. Or I had some clues, some green flags, green flags after green flags for sure. But I was not like the first time I met him, oh my God, which is honestly what I wanted. I was in a weird space and I went through all different phases on that journey. When in 2020, I had a very painful breakup that was the opening of a very dark time in my life, but also the deepest initiation and transformation of my entire existence. And I don't want to go too much in depth about that, but I just want you to understand the context of the beginning of the, the true beginning of that journey. And that journey of inner transformation and everything, all of my belief system about the world, about myself, about relationship, everything crumbled and I had to rebuild everything. But I felt like I had a blank slate that I could start from scratch, rebuilding my belief system 
and what I wanted and what I was ready to settle for or not, what I wanted out of relationship or not, and what I wanted to heal in myself so that I can function the way I want to function in union with another being. Because this breakup really broke my heart and I was devastated for years not just for the breakup I was not like missing my ex or anything it was anything like that like in the first month yes it was I was missing my ex and I was very sad and stuff but honestly the transformation came from just like I had no more I had nothing to hold on to because all of my past belief system and behaviors and things I thought about myself, about life, even about my career and my business and my dharma and my mission and women and men and relating and sacred union and spirituality, like everything was changed. It was a big moment of rupture, of deep, deep transformation. There is no words on this planet that could ever describe how I was feeling and how I'm feeling about that time in my life. But that was, let's say, the point of the start of a journey. And I had, after that, nine months of conscious celibacy where my energy was just on rebuilding myself and nothing else. And I couldn't, I was learning everything I could about relationship, but I couldn't open myself up to anyone or anything. It was not like that. And then I opened myself up to dating again and I was in a more explorative phase of my journey and I wanted to know a lot about myself through relating to others and I wanted to have fun too but I also struggled with that feeling that I'm a bit ashamed of now. I mean, I don't have shame because I have so much compassion for myself and I think it's funny. But I really struggled with that in the beginning where I would like someone and I would be so scared of them finding out that I love them. And I've talked about that in many podcasts. But it really was such a source of suffering because I felt uncomfortable. I felt like I always had to change and hide who I was and all of my interactions. You know, I was trying to play it cool playing hard to get and I would try to protect myself as well with not caring too much but then when I cared and I liked someone and it was not reciprocated the way I wanted first of all I was still somehow hooked into those connections like I would I would want to be important for those guys even though they didn't make me feel important and they either ghosted me or they were just not showing a real interest, like a romantic, like, let's build something, let's be respectful of each other, let's, you know, like, I don't know. And a part of me felt like I didn't deserve it. And I didn't really knew that. I, I didn't, I didn't knew, I didn't know. I didn't know that back then. I didn't know that a part of me felt unworthy of, re- of receiving the kind of love I was craving even because I worked so hard on my worthiness, my personal development, my self-love, I felt very confident, but I still had, you know, those shadows. And 
Then there were a time where it was like, okay, I'm ready. I want to manifest my king, my true love, my partner. And I was on that deep exploration slash obsession. It became a bit of an obsession. And every time I was putting even one toe out of my house, I would be thinking, oh my God, is it the time? I'm, am I going to meet him today? And I was thinking, and that comes back full circle to what I was saying, I wanted to have that experience of love at the first sight. Like I will go out of my house and somehow I will bump into a guy at the corner of my street and I would know right away, he's the love of my life. He's the my future husband, the father of my future children. And we're going to spend the rest of our lives together and I'm going to be so in love and it's going to be the greatest love story of all time. And I had like big dreams and big hopes and I, I was just imagining the best vision, the best case scenario for this romance, this love story I was craving and wanting to manifest in my life. <laughs> and I kind of knew because, you know, I still have a brain and I think I'm not such, you know, I'm intelligent being. So I had a brain and I knew that it might not happen like that. But my heart was longing for that feeling of like, I meet someone and I know right away. And this is, you know, my manifestation, just like, just like I would do that with other things in life. I would do that with money. I would like, I don't really want to take the time to build up my success and, you know, earn more money and stuff. I would love to wake up tomorrow and be a fucking billionaire. That's, you know, that thing. And so for love, I wanted to manifest like my dream partner, my soulmate, my king, my men, my everything, the one true love right away. I believe now that is something that you built. And again, there are some clues, some green flags to follow, some some stuff that are showing you that you can trust that and follow that. But anyway, let's try to come back full circle. And then, you know, because I was in that phase for a long time of like, I really wanted it so bad that it was a bit obsessive and I was like constantly thinking about it every day. Which you also know that it's not like that, that you really manifest love in your, to your life. It's not by obsessing over it. It's not by thinking about it all the time. And I tried so hard to not think about it as much, but I just couldn't help. And I didn't want to be obsessive. I didn't want to be so desperate. Like, fuck no. I've built up years of confidence of feeling the strong and abundant woman not to be such a slave to my impulse and my desires and this obsession, like always being like, oh my God, is is his a one? And so every time I would meet a guy and have a good feeling with him and everything, like I would be like, kind of like scanning if he was in alignment with my values and what I've asked for. If he was the list that I wrote, because, you know, I wrote the list of my perfect partner or my perfect partnerships. I had multiple lists, actually. <laughs> list. I had lists about the characteristic of the men I was trying to manifest and the characteristic of the relationship and what I want the relationship to look like. Because there are some mystics that I've done in the past that I was not ready to um, experience again. Fuck no. Fuck no. <laughs> and so anyway... Um, I'm telling you all of that to to bring you on the journey with me of everything that I gathered along this long ass voyage, this journey, this exploration 
um, into <laughs> manifesting more love, more intimacy, a lot more freedom in my heart, a lot of more, a lot more love and being more in my feminine and all that jazz. Because that's what I really, really, really want to share with you. If you can avoid this long ass journey and you can have like a shorter journey just because of something I shared with you, that would be my absolute pleasure. That's the reason why I'm doing all of that. So I was battling now with not just wanting it, but also trying not to want it so bad. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be in that state where I want to date multiple person. I'm gonna, it was about to be summertime. So I was like, oh my God, I'm just gonna manifest my five boyfriends for the summer. And then I, I had a crush on this guy, this one guy. And it was, you know, when you crush on someone, you know, you shouldn't crush on. Like there's just a weird attraction a very strong attraction to someone, um, but you, you don't see a future or you don't actually want anything to happen. It's more of a fantasy in your head and just this crush energy, this crush energy that I had so many times in my life. And, and it's cute. You know, I love this part of myself and I want to, I want to bring more love to this part of myself because I tend to judge it so much. So if you have it too, I feel you and I love you so much. And not a lot of people talk about it but I feel like in very intimate woman circle space, we do talk a lot more about that. I feel like me and all my friends, we have this energy and I think that's the feminine beauty to kind of fall in love. And I'm not talking about the real falling in love, the real deal. I'm talking about those, you know, having a crush on someone and how easily we have a crush on someone, how we tend to see people with those eyes of admiration and love and wanting to connect on a deeper level with someone and just this feeling of attraction and seeing beauty in someone and seeing, you know, I don't know, like I think that's a very feminine trait and that's that's kind of cute, even though sometimes we hate ourselves for that because we crush on people <laughs> that we know are not very good for us and something that will not lead to something that we actually desire but anyway um <laughs> so I feel you if you like that if you have like a a very tender heart and you're so easily um attracted to other people and 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 it's cute and you're cute and it means that you have a big fucking heart that can contains a lot of different energies and you can give and spread love a lot so I think it's something you should honor in yourself if you're not already honoring that part of you. Um, so trying to come back to the story, I was in that phase where I was like, I'm going to just manifest my five boyfriends and la la la. And, and then I kind of gave up on everything altogether. And I have to say, during this period of time, I was experimenting with a lot of things internally. I was doing a lot of like not a lot, just only personal development and inner work. That's everything I live for. That's also my job. So that's literally what I do from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed. And I consume a lot of resources, but also I just went on my own exploration of doing many different practices, different many, like a lot of different crazy shit I've done to heal a lot of parts of myself 
and to be on that exploration. So it's hard to put it into words, yet I don't have the proper... I wish I could translate to you my day-to-day exploration so that you understand how deep the journey was and how constant the journey was of really diving deep and exploring my belief system and my behaviors and my feelings and my past and what I wanted for my future and healing stuff that pains me pained me I don't know how you say that but that caused pain and suffering in my past so that I don't you know so that I can actually heal it and move on from it so anyway (laughs) I um then decided that I just wanted to give up and yeah along this journey I had a lot of moments of loneliness and feeling very desperate and not desperate as in like, oh my God, I'm so needy and so desperate. But I just felt so lonely and I didn't know when or if it will come at all. And that was, I think, the most painful thing. Because now it's so easy to talk about this with the confidence and the joy in my heart. Because I know tonight, in a few hours, in just a few hours, my man is going to come home and we're going to hug and cuddle and be together and my heart is going to be so filled and even the thought of him right now i know sometimes he does this into my podcast so um which i'm trying not to think about too much <laughs> cuz i want to you know i'm like oh my god i get shy you know you know this feeling even though he knows basically everything about myself but um which is which is the best part okay another tangent cuz that's all we do on this podcast anyway. It's going on different tangents. <laughs> um, it is so good to be your full, authentic self with someone. I've, again, I went on so many different experiments and I wanted to experiment what it felt like to connect with someone and don't hide anything, anything at all. The good, the bad, the ugly, the funny, the crazy, and the past, and like not lie and not hide and really share transparently. And like my friends sometimes were like, Did you tell him that? And I was like, Yeah, like I don't want to hide anything, anything. I have zero fucking secret for my man. And I had zero secret from day one, from the moment we met. And that never happened in my life. And not that I'm a big liar or anything. I just, especially in the beginning, especially in the first stages of dating, I was not just like showing everything, you know, I was keeping some stuff hidden, which, you know, can be good. But I just wanted to feel just myself, 100% myself and transparent. And this is the best feeling in the world. And I really invite you to do that. So... Coming back full circle, full circle, I want to come back to that initial idea that I was sharing with you that I I just wanted to give you all of this context to come back to control (laughs) how um, if you do want to manifest this kind of thing. Um, Okay, let me, sorry, I'm, oh my God, my brain is crazy. Bear with me. (laughs) After my craziness of, of, of manifesting the five summer boyfriends, and then but still 
I wanted my five boyfriends, but still the deeper, deeper, bigger journey underneath all of that was to manifest my true love. So it was kind of a weird place. I just was trying everything I could <laughs> to have that experience that I was after, that quest of true unconditional love, true partnership, sacred union, divine union, however, however you know, you want to call it, but the real deal, the craziest, most amazing love story of my life. <laughs> and then I kind of gave up on everything. And I let myself also feel the despair and the sadness of feeling lonely sometimes. But I have to say, I was still in a great place in my life. Like I told you about the, you know, the obsession and everything that was way before. I came to a place where I felt very good with myself. And even though I was still very much longing for that experience, I didn't feel needy for that experience. I didn't feel like I had to. And I felt my sense of worthiness came first, which means that I was not willing to compromise any of my values or myself or anything just to be in a partnership or just to be loved or just to have sex with someone. I was very strong in my boundaries and very strong in myself and my sense of self-love and like what I wanted. So because I, you know, sometimes in my life previously, I think I went into relationships or relating with some people just because I felt lonely and I didn't want to be lonely and that's that's not where I was like I was very good with myself and I knew myself so well and I knew my values and my desires and I just felt very grounded in that and when I gave up on everything really not for so long like honestly I just And I just came out of nowhere. This guy that I met at the gym, who's now my boyfriend, (laughs) my partner, my baby, my love, my man, my everything. Ah, I love him so much. Um, It really came out of the blue. And which is funny is that he was going to the gym for quite a while, but I didn't really, we didn't really interact it. And then we started interacting more and more, just saying hello and big smiles and stuff. And until the first day we talked and he actually like came and helped me. And then I asked him for help for stretching. And this is how it's all started. And then a few jokes about flamingos and that was it. <laughs> and... It was so amazing to realize that I had manifested such an amazing connection. I didn't know where our partnership would go because we were, it was just the early stages. So I didn't have that, oh my God, he's the one right away. But I had that, oh my God, this is really great. And I really like him and he's really nice and really kind and really interesting and you know, I really think he's cute and and those, oh my God, I'm getting really into him and oh my God, our dates are so great and oh my God, I'm really developing feelings for him and a lot of others, other oh my gods. <laughs> but I didn't, definitely didn't have that, oh my God, he's the love of my life. Like as soon as the first time we talked at the gym, which is what I thought I wanted. But I love and adore the way we've built our partnership 
because everything went quite fast if you if you see it from an external perspective but also for us it felt so slow and so natural and I really felt like I honored my timing and I didn't rush into things and I didn't and the fact that it's built feels so strong now we're like we took a long time to build very strong and healthy foundations to our love story and it's it's a great one it's an amazing one this whole podcast I wanted this whole podcast to be about the release of control because the biggest benefits that I see now in my partnership and now I really hope that my boyfriend is not going to listen to this episode because I want to say stuff that I kind of want to keep secret from him because I've learned that about men and I and I and I see what I how I'm contributing to receiving those benefits so not only you cannot control you cannot be in control if you want the real fucking greatest love story big deal soulmate sacred divine union because love is greater than anything on this planet i truly profoundly that love is the biggest highest energy vibration and you know when they say love is god god is love i profoundly understand that at a cellular level and like i understand it with my heart and soul and i believe in it and i think love is beyond partnership i'm not talking about romantic connection i'm talking about love love the energy of love which is beyond us and we can experience that great love through a partnership with someone and I think we can experience a lot of that love in partnerships but this is out of our our control but if you want to go on a micro level on the day-to-day more tangible not so spiritual level the more I tried to control my exes, the more in previous partnerships I tried to make them understand me or make them do this or make them do that or I tried to change them or simply criticizing them. Like, oh my God, why are you doing this? And why are you like this? And, and also I'm a coach. So I, what, I used to, <laughs> what I used to do is coach my partners when they didn't ask for it. And... Some of them have expressed that they love that about me. But you know what? After the breakups, I realized I didn't like that about myself. Because first of all, they aren't paying me money. So if you want to hire me as a coach, I'd rather be paid. And, and not do all that work for free. Because it's a lot of effort on my side as well. But also, like, never coach someone that doesn't want to be coached. Because, yes, they will like it sometimes because they're going to grow and you know that's something that I just want to share the transparency of it with you guys because you know I would think it's terrible to do that but I've heard from them that it is not as bad as I think it is I think it's the worst thing you can do I mean not the worst thing you can do like I'm so dramatic (laughs) Um, I think it's really not something you want to be doing if you want a healthy partnership, just forcing on someone some sort of change or some sort of change in perspective. And I do believe all you can do is inspire your partner is. You cannot make them do anything. You cannot push on them. Literally, funny anecdote, I left to do my Vipassana retreat. If you don't know what Vipassana is, Google it. It's incredible. It's a 10-day 
silent retreat. And I left, left for 10 days, right, where I would not have my phone or anything. And I left homeworks, fucking homework, to my partner, my ex-partner, thinking like, oh my God, I'm going to do the work on myself, so you better do the work on yourself too. I left a note, like I took my fucking notepad, my, my notebook, not my notebook, how do you call it, my journal, I took my journal, and I wrote like, okay, um, exercise number one, exercise number two, journal prompts you should be doing, things you should question about yourself, literally, she had like 10 prompts before I left for Vipassana, what the fuck, <laughs> and, and it's funny, and it's cute, you know, it's, it's, it came from good intentions, you know, when I care about people, and I see the best in them, and I see their potential, I want to help them, um, but now I've learned to release control, because that's a form of control, you know, that's a form of, like, pushing and forcing someone into, like, I was not forcing them, and they were open to it, but they didn't ask for it, so something that I've learned on a very practical level now is even when I see something with my man right now, um, you know, he's, he's desiring a few things and not really going for it fully and so many times I want to intervene or help him or coach him or just give advice or you know just I just want to do something because I love him and and I want to help and I want to support in that way but I I don't do it I let him come to me and that creates such a better quality of connection because he's a lot more open and everything comes from him and I just get to receive him fully. So that's also something that I've learned by being more in my feminine energy and this whole journey, my my own soft and surrendered journey. That's why I called my signature program soft and surrendered because that was my awakening, my opening, and that encompassed a lot of things. And that is one of them, like learning to receive. And learning to receive is not just a fucking meditation you're going to be doing about abundance. Like, oh my God, I learned to receive so I can receive more money and manifest more clients. Like, Learning to receive is also receiving someone for who they truly are and, and, and just being in that receptive state and not, not the giver or, you know, the one who's going to give advice or do the things, but just like lean back. And... This is incredible because he trusts me a lot more. He doesn't feel like he's being mothered by me. And sometimes I cannot help. And I ask him, I ask him, I'm like, hey, can I give a perspective? Can I give my opinion or can I give you an advice or do you want an advice? Sometimes I ask him like, hey, what do you want? But most of the time, I just listen. Literally, that's all I do. And there is a trick that I shared um, that I learned from Alison Armstrong in a podcast she did with, I don't remember who, um, about listening to men. And I think she talks about it in her book, Queen's Code as well. I cannot fully remember if she did talk about it. I'm just halfway through the book. Amazing, incredible book. If you want to change the way you see men, interact with them and your relationship with men, go and read this book. It's great. It's so great. Queen's Code by Alison Armstrong. Um, she says, 
you know, men have a different way of expressing themselves than we do. And if you want a man to feel truly heard and truly seen, listen, like, listen, truly listen to a man. The way to do that is when they pose, when there is a blank, when they stop talking, wait and count, count until 30, like 30 seconds. Count until 30 in your head or something. 30 or 40 or I don't remember really. Because now it became such a practice I don't actually count in my head. But I just know that I'm just in that receptive state with him. And when he needs to talk, I let him talk. And when he's done, he's, he will always tell you. That's what Alison Armstrong ta taught me. She said in that podcast, she, she was like, a man will always let me know when he's done. And it's so true. My partner is like, that's it. Or that, you know, he always says something, you know, at the end. Like he will always let me know when he's actually done. So sometimes they will pose for a long time and don't speak. And 30 seconds in your head is quite a long time. Especially for us women, we love to to interrupt each other and to just like, you know, like share stories and we're excited and we're like, and men are not like that at all. Um, so it's just funny to witness and I've been practicing that and it truly works. And it's phenomenal because <coughs> sorry, they will bring a lot more information to you than if you interrupt them without even realizing you interrupt them because you feel like they're done talking because they're not talking anymore. So you don't feel like you're interrupting, but you're actually interrupting what's happening inside of them. Anyway, it's so interesting. And um, I love that I learned that because I see it all the time when he comes to me and he talks to me, which is one of my favorite thing in the world. Like <clears throat> there is no better feeling than knowing that I'm his woman and I have his back no matter what. And he can come to me and feel seen and heard and appreciated for who he is. And that's something that I so deeply want to give to him. I love him so much and I love that he can feel safe around me. And that really helps, you know, for him to feel safe. If he's not being interrupted, if I'm not trying to give advice, if I'm not trying to, you know, tell him what to do or I'm not judging or criticizing what he's doing or not doing, And that's something I have to learn to surrender. And I surrender a lot more in my relationship now. And that release of control is phenomenal. So I told you about that one thing about, you know, communication and telling stories. and But also, for example, I've, I've, I see myself as someone very spiritual. And I have like practices and belief systems and strong opinions around you know, what I believe in that is very different from society, very different from religion, very different from new age spirituality. It's kind of in, a, in between kind of a mix of a lot of things. And I've always wanted to have my partners more interesting, interested in spirituality or self-development or all of that. And I was very frustrated because they were to some extent, but they... I don't know, like I was, again, kind of trying to control or trying to invite them or tell them what to do around that. And I was like, oh, my God, you could journal or you could come to yoga with me or you could do this or you could do that. And I, like meditation is so important. So let's meditate and let's do this and let's do that. 
And I gave up on that. In that relationship, I was just in that receptive state again. And I was just being myself. So I was shining my own self. And I feel like in this way, when I just focus on me and what I love, and I'm not trying to convince or control someone, he is naturally inclined to be curious. He's also a Sagittarius, so naturally curious. And he's super open-minded. And I love that about him, that he wants to try everything. But so I think there's, you know, a personality aspect, like it's part of him specifically. But also you'll inspire someone just by being yourself and being in your groove 100%. And don't spend your time trying to convince or trying to your partner to, you know, agree to what you're doing or just do what you're doing, whatever. Just inspire your partner instead. I think this notion of inspiring someone into action, something else I've learned is that I used to complain about the things when I got frustrated or or upset. Like I was just trying to get the relationship of my dreams by my own effort, which meant, let's say, I love having cute texts in the morning and or during the day or whatever like I love a cute text during the day I love someone who will check on me like hey babe like how are you I love you just thinking about you I miss you whatever like it's something that makes me feel so loved and what I would used to do in previous relationships is that I will criticize not having it I'm like why you never fucking text me maybe not with that intonation but I was like oh my god you never text me and or I would just say nothing because I would be like, oh my God, I need to compromise and accept that my partner will never be someone like that and feel very disappointed because I wanted something. I wanted the greatest love story of my life. And how is it that I'm not getting it because I need to compromise what my heart longs for? Like it makes me feel so good, so loved, so great. And I felt like I had to just accept that it was to be like that forever. Like I just had to accept that my partner was not a texter and that's it. Or I would complain about it and criticize that. And I think, you know, my partner naturally does the things that I always wanted to have. But also, I try. I was about to say I never criticize him, but that's not true. But I really try not to criticize him and I just try to let him know what I love. So when something, when he does something that I really love, I'm very show, I'm very intentional about showing appreciation and love and saying thank you so that he knows what I love. And I don't have to be criticizing when he doesn't do something. doesn't mean I don't express my frustrations. I really try to express my frustration in the best way possible. We're still working on it. We're not the best communicators in the world. Um, I, I didn't grow up with those communication skills. I had to learn them. I've learned them the hard way. I've learned them. And sometimes with some people, it's easier. With other people, it's more complicated to have great communication and being able to be nonviolent in the communication and to be very effective. So, you know, I'm, I'm no expert in that. But that learning on that aspect really changed the quality of my relationships. Okay, so my throat is a bit sore at the moment and I feel like I went on all directions and I hope you find some value in what I just shared with you. 
because um, that's my deepest intention and desire anyway. And if you want to deepen any of this work, remember that I have Soft and Surrendered, my online program, where I cover a lot of what you can do to drop the armor around your heart, to soften, to surrender, to be more in your feminine, to open yourself up to receive. And we work on the uh, a mindset aspect, but also the most important, which is an embodiment aspect. So we go through the body, you have a lot of tangible practices you can do where you're going to involve you know your breath your touch your movement so that you can actually have results thank you for listening to this episode and i talk to you very soon and this is the end of another incredible episode thank you for your presence i would absolutely love and appreciate if you could support the podcast by writing us a review or sharing it with a friend also let's connect on instagram and don't forget to visit the website for more in-depth coaching have a beautiful rest of your day i send you all of my love Mwah.